Blog Talk Radio. Sunny, but I'll say sunny, sunny California. Let's say hello, everyone, to Jay Rogan. Hello, Jay. How are you? Hey, I'm doing fine, and it is sunny right now. Sunny with a chance of showers. So it's kind of right I don't now. see sunny the showers right? here. I've been up to <laughs> shower this morning, but I don't see any showers outside today. It's a beautiful day here in New York. Beautiful fall day. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Well. Here is sunny and right now, but uh, I think we're expecting a couple of showers. But where I'm standing right now, it's sunny. That is beautiful. Jay, thank you for joining us today. Parents Kids Music is a show where we talk about the relationships that people have with their families and when it comes to music and what their really what their background to listening to music has been and how it's how they've developed into the people that they are. The show is brought to you by the Goldwaters Group and Lounge Renown Records. And so, Jay, what's been musical in your life lately? Oh, well, basically I've been doing a lot of uh, theory and composition, and I've been uh, going through some of my old rudiments and scales, getting my fingers ready for doing some shows and stuff. So I've through my old notes and getting my fingers ready the dexterity up of my fingers, and, and I'm thinking that when I was a kid, how I used to practice, and I had all the time and all the practice. Now that I'm an adult, you don't really have the time to really go through all that. So, okay, I think we're losing you. It's I can just hear. It just seems very bumpy. I'm going to just put you on mute for a second and see if we can get you back. I could say it's definitely a musical time of the year. Jay, I'm going to try this again. Jay, hello? Say hello. Hello, everyone. Okay, that sounds a little better. So as you were saying. Oh, yeah, this week I've been going through some of my old notes as when I was a kid, and, you know, most musicians know you had all the time in the world to practice your craft. So I've been practicing my craft again, but I noticed that as an adult, you don't have all the time to practice. So for the kids out there, I like to say, make sure you take advantage of childhood time, because the more time you practice as a musician, the better help you have. And so that's what I've been doing this week. Uh, I'm preparing Live story. So you've been practicing, you've been practicing, you've been practicing. I love yep. that these cell phone companies would be practicing in their service because, Jay, you're breaking up again. Wow. I'm, yeah, but um, now you're back. 
Yeah, that's Dang amazing because I'm, I'm not. Well, um, I don't. Uh, wow, are you? Is it, is it is it better now? Okay, it's definitely better now. Okay. Well, I'm talking directly into the phone. <laughs> Directly to the phones, and I can say that it's a wonderful thing that we can actually host a national production, a show with a worldwide audience using our phones. Nice. I'm sure that the people at Blog Talk Radio, which is the platform we use to host our show, have done this with a lot of, yes, you could guess it, practice. Well, um, well, like, like I said, uh, this has been a week for uh, looking about when I was a kid. So I used to practice every day for six hours a day. And uh, wishing that I had that time now. So what I have to share with some of the kids and listen to the show, take advantage. Take advantage of your time as a kid to practice your musical health and practice your instruments because you might not get the opportunity when you're an adult. Yeah, I've never thought of that, realizing that there's a lot of different ways to to be able to to do that. Um, well, like, have you been watching um, any of the musical music uh, shows on TV, like the X Factor? You know, I have not. I've been, you know, I've been sick in bed the entire week without internet. Which, uh-huh. for people who know me, that is clear that that could be a nightmare for some people. Right. Right, it could be. Um, yeah, but I've heard some great things about the X Factor. I know that Fox has just announced that it's been renewed for a second season. Oh, really? Yes. That must yes, as in, oh, um, as. Well, when did you hear this? You know, I read it like on in one of the trades, and and I guess that it's been doing pretty well because you know what we've had a decade of American Idol, and it seems like we have like the next wave of the tele the music television competitions. I mean, it's not just X Factor, which is from also another show based out of the UK that was created by Simon Cowell. But you have shows like The Voice, which premiered last spring and is coming back this spring on Super Bowl Sunday. So the real question I have, and I've been saying this, and I'm sure it will. This is not the last time we'll be mentioned on this show. Is will is this the final season of American Idol? Is there are people ready for? these new music shows and the artists that are created and the stars that are created from these shows to be taking over in a place where American Idol once was. I mean, on Fox, which I haven't watched, but I know they're making a big deal about, what is it, the countdown to their 300th song? Right. Somewhere television has been a play has been a carrier of music in some ways replacing what radio was for many people and for many generations. Since I mean it's like Jay, how often do you listen to the radio? Uh actually, um anytime I'm in the car, I listen to it all the time. Um you still you still can't watch T V and drive yet, so they, they haven't they haven't been able to uh 
fix that problem, so you definitely have to, you can use your ears. So I listen, I listen to the radio all the time, so. Yes. And, and how often, but how often do you listen to the radio when you're not in the car? Never. <laughs> I, I think, I think that's a big answer. I think that, I think that, I mean, you're just one person. I mean, this is not a scientific poll of, of a hundred million Americans, but. There are people that will only listen to the radio in the car, whether it's just traditional radio or serious or what I do sometimes is plug my phone in and put on Pandora or put on my iPhone or listen to playlists or even serious itself. Right. That the fact is that music is being introduced to people, like I know we talked about it last week with the with the iPad and with like the Apple commercials that but it's in terms of, like, appointment television where people are watching and dedicating a half hour or hours to watch a, tele- watch a musical competition show, vote for their favorite performers. And the fact is that you had one show that was so dominant that it was the number one show on television for almost a decade, and that that's not necessarily the case anymore. Right. And, uh... Look at all this, all of the Splinter shows. American Idol has fun. All these Splinter shows. And... Yes, and you find that I know American Idol. Obviously, it's been around the longest. Where you have people who've had successful singing careers, you have people who've had successful acting careers, even if they didn't even win the contest. I mean, Jennifer Hudson won an Oscar for Dreamgirls. She she was on. American Idol season two, she did not win the thing. She, I mean, it was a controversial thing when she did not thank American Idol in her acceptance speech. But it, but it shows you like how there are new, always there are new ways that talent can be created. And one way is music reality shows. I mean, Carrie Underwood's a big star. I mean, there are people that are not. I mean, even like the William Hongs of the world have had their success and have maybe made a few bucks. But it's the idea that one, the idea that you have something that's become such a such a standard and it isn't anymore. I mean, look at MTV. MTV started out with music videos. Like, I mean, Jay, do you remember MTV back when in the early days? Uh, yeah. I mean, it's like, like when MTV premiered, like, what were your opinions of it? What did your friends think about it? Oh, wait, I've lost Jay. Give us one second. Yeah, I'm very interested to hearing about, like, what, because I know it's like, in 1981, I was a young child. I did not, I was too young to experience MTV at that point, but I know that I know that Jay may have been there. I'm just waiting for Jay to call back and see who it is. I do see we do have a caller in the queue. I'm not sure if it's Jay or not, but let's find out. I'm just going to press play, and I'm just going to go, oh, here is Jay. Hey. Hello, Jay. Here, Jay, you know what? I think I think we might have our first caller. Um, I'm like if you could just finish up on the thought on MTV and then we will bring in this caller. Okay. 
Yeah, so, yeah, so what was the experience of, oh, it looks like they dropped. Like, what was your experience in 1981? Or, like, when was the first time you that you got to, that you even heard about MTV? Because, I mean, you being in music your whole life, like, I was just sharing, yeah, like, that, I mean, in 1981, I was three years old, too young to know what MTV is or what music is or, or how how it would change the world. Like, what was your thoughts about that? Well, back then, MTV was, like, more like a live situation where you see you saw these bands play live. I was an hour, hour. They didn't have programs. And you can watch, you know, the Rolling Stones or you can watch... Uh, Errol Stafford, all the group. So there were a lot of things you could watch. Like, I I just see, like, those videos. I know that over the years, VH1 and MTV2, which are both owned by the, the same people that own MTV, have shown, like, every August, like, the first few hours of that MTV was on the air. And... Um, wow, yeah, this is I a was, good... I was live music, and that's what it was. There was nothing there when it first came on. At the end of it, just music, live. It had no programming. So it was that's just... What? So it was, like, no programs. There was, like, things were not curated into rock videos and R&B videos and... Right. Female videos and guitar videos. And it was it was just a random, here's a video... Well, it's just rock. It was all rock-based. Uh, they had no other genres, genres of music. They just did rock. And you got to see all these rock acts that you never saw. And you got to see the full show. It was almost like going to the con- going to a concert. You know, it was kind of, what kind of was kind of cool. It was like you can go to a concert for free. You know, they were giving away free concerts. Wow. Never thought of it like that because I know that even in the 2000s, I always loved getting, like, a DVD of one of my favorite bands, and it was like you could just spend the night at home and just enjoy an entire show from, like, one of my favorite bands. And I know that's actually one one thing which I feel is, like, missing right now from, like, all the live streaming video, like, live music. Like, I know there are bands that have, that actually do sell online pay-per-views of live concerts. Like, I know, like, I mean... I have to mention Fish in every show, right? I mean, Fish does it. Dave Matthews Band does it. But I'd, I'd love to see just a channel where, or like a Netflix for live music, where all you do is just, you can watch a full show, or you can watch your favorite videos or your favorite tracks. Which is kind of like, Jay, have you ever watched the channel Palladia? Uh, no, I haven't watched it. It's in... I believe it's an MTV Networks channel or Viacom Media Networks channel where it's in 3D, but it's just that. It's just all music. It's just all live music. But the idea that, wow, I never realized that it started off exclusively with rock before, like, going into the pop. I mean, I know that MTV embraced Michael Jackson and Madonna and Cyndi Lauper in the 80s. And to the point where it's now where there's very little music where you've got like where Jersey Shore is your flagship show. And just the evolution of it. Where it went from the actual what's that? 
It went from the actual what? It went from the actual... I mean, it, it went from the music, it went from focusing on the music into focusing on the demographics that were the fans of the music. Like, okay. the fact that they stay in some ways in their legacy, they have, like, the Video Music Awards every year, and there is, and they do have, like, blocks of music videos in the morning, but the fact is it's not a 24-hour music video channel. I mean, the fact that music videos have moved to the Internet. Okay. I wanted, I wanted, I wanted to ask you about a bit of technology. Uh, and I wanted to talk to you about a bit of technology, and I was wondering if you're familiar with uh, Splash Top. Splash Top? No, I am not. Yep. Tell me about it. Well, it's, a, it's basically a streaming app that works on your iPad and your iPhone, and you can stream your iPhone through your I can screen it through where? It looks like something where you can stream video. Like, I used to have this dream as a child that I'd be able to, like, have a have a computer that I can basically just use as, like, my cable system, that I'd be able to, like, create my own channels, like, the local public access channels and stuff. Like, I wanted to create my own 24-7 channel. Not only playing in my house, but whatever I turned on the TV, I can get to it. And, yeah, so, so tell me more about Splashtop. Splashtop is an application where you can remotely stream and control your PC from your iPad or your iPhone or vice versa. You can actually... Wow, uh, I can see this. Yeah, it turns your it turns your your i your iPad or your iPhone into your PC or vice versa. So you can do everything you could do on your laptop PC on your iPad. I think that's something that I think would definitely be beneficial to myself. I mean, this looks like it's something that would certainly work. I'm taking a look and seeing like, because I know like, are you familiar with the Slingbox? I heard of it. Well, the sling box is something where you can basically stream your television and your and your TV receiver on the internet onto like any computer or iPhone or mobile device in the world. Wow! But FlashTop seems like it does that, but it's just for the computer, which is really cool because I know that I have a lot of content that's on my computer that where it's like in the iTunes ecosystem, you need to actually stream, download it, and then upload it. But the idea that I could be at home just watching on video, that I could watch video that's stored on my stored on my hard drive on my iPhone or if I had an iPad, I think that's amazing. But you know what, Jay? <laughs> I, but, Jay, you, you know what? I'm gonna let's hold that thought because we've got our first guest here. Are you ready? Oh yes, I am. Okay, hello. You're here on Parents Kids Music with Ian and Jay, and who are we speaking with? Nate. Hello, Nate. Hi. How are you? This is Ian. Nice to meet you. Hi, Ian. <laughs> nice to meet you. You too. And this is Jay. Say hello, Jay. Hi, Jay. Hello. Hi, Latay. Pleasure. How are you? <laughs> Likewise. Excellent. Thank you so much for joining us today. Um, yeah, 
we on the show we talk about the relationships that people have when it comes to the music they've listened to growing up and who exposed it to them and how it's molded you into the person you are. Let me hear a little bit about yourself and like what kind of music you like today. Awesome. What kind of music I like today? Yeah. Um uh I like my music tastes definitely change. I like a lot of R and B some um, hip-hop. I like a lot of alternative music, actually, and pop music. Um, I listen to Leona Lewis. She happens to be one of my favorite artists, one of my female favorite artists. Um, I like Joe. He's one of my male favorite artists. I still do the Michael Jackson and, you know, the classics, the oldies but goodies, as they like to call them. Um Gospel music as well. I listen to a lot of gospel music too. Excellent. Um, I'd I'd love to know where that journey began. Like when you grew up, like what music, what music were you exposed to? What was your parents' music? And does it match anything that you just shared with us? Uh, yes. Growing up, my parents definitely. Well, my parents were born in the '60s. And they listened to a lot of older music, you know, from their time. And and before that, uh, they listened to a lot of uh, Sade music, uh, Michael Jackson as well. Um, Some artists that I probably couldn't even tell you because at the time I was kind of, you know, too young. Um, That was a long time ago. At this point, I just remember, you know, some OJs, a lot of classical music as well. Um, Not so much gospel, so that tastes Definitely varies from mine, and definitely not a lot of pop music, probably, if any, pop music. Um, A lot of the same taste, a lot of similar taste, but my taste has definitely kind of broadened a lot more as I've gotten older and kind of gotten exposed to different sorts of of music music and artists. I didn't even mention I also like jazz. I love jazz music. Kenny G happens to be one of my favorite jazz artists, so it's good. So there's a lot of music that you listen to, past and present. Like, like, what is it like when you're with your family? Like, like, what kind of music do you listen to? Like, who, like, who do you really like? Who did you look up to as your idols in terms of family, in terms of introducing you to music? Hmm, that's a good question. Um. I'm going to probably have to say that I've kind of explored my own taste in music for myself. My parents, they kind of listened to whatever it was that they listened to. And listening to what I listen to, it's not exactly the same. So I'm not sure. I guess it really depends on, like, the kind of the mood I'm in because I notice, like, when I want to have, like, quiet or peace, I listen to a lot of jazz music because it kind of, like, relaxes me. Um, when I'm with my sister, I kind of grew up with her. A lot. She's she's younger than me, but she listens to more of the the pop culture, the the everyday music right about now, uh, the Jay Z, the Kanye West, pretty mainstream. So when I'm with her, I listen to that kind of music. But when I'm with myself, by myself, I have my own sort of different tastes and whatever whatever it is I'm going through at that moment and whatever kind of artist I can relate to. So it just really kind of really depends on on that what I'm going through and what I kind of want to listen to. Excellent. Jay, Jay, are you back? Um, do you have any questions for Nate? <laughs> yeah, I have a question. I want to know what do you listen to your music on? What, what uh, hardware? What do you listen to it on? Radio? Uh, oh, 
Um, I don't really listen to the radio unless sometimes I'm when I'm in my car. But even when I'm in my car, I listen to my the music that's on my iPod. So I have a lot of music that I get from off my laptop or off the internet. CDs, buy the music in the store, put it onto my iPod. My iPod's a little bit easier. I carry it into work, so it's usually with me in the car. I play it in the car, then I come into work and I listen to it there. Or a lot of internet sites, Pandora, um, AOL Music, which is what I kind of prefer because they don't have all the commercials that Pandora uh, has online. Um, my phone, it really all depends on where I put the, the music. But it usually comes from, most of it comes from the internet. Okay, so how, um, what's, your, what's your music download schedule? How often do you download music or get music to your iPod every week, every day, every month? Oh, probably a couple of times a week. Usually if a new album is coming out, I, I like to be the first to have the album and listen to it and get it with all my friends. I just got some new music yesterday. Um got a lot of neo soul music coming out in the next couple of weeks that I'm actually going to go purchase. Let's see. Yeah, so it has, I definitely have to say every couple of times a week, mixtapes. Okay. I like getting new mixtapes. Well, how, how long does that usually take you? An hour? Do you spend an hour doing that? Or oh, no, not at all. I try not to spend more than like a half hour getting my music. Number one, because I'm too busy. Number two, I don't need a lot of time because I'm usually up to date with all the latest music that is out there, <laughs> if not before it comes out. All right. Um, I know we've been having our technical difficulties today with Jay. Um, yeah, so so the ta- so so do you like basically the, do you do a lot of curation yourself? Do you make mixtapes for friends? I mean, not even a tape, but make playlists and share it. Or do you like it when other people will share with you? Whether it's turning on turning on Pandora or turning on a radio station or mm-hmm. someone um, what the about basically tell you this is my idea of music I enjoy. Oh. Uh- um, a little bit of both. I have a lot of friends that they listen to their own different kind of music, Nigerian music, compa music, which kind of comes from Haiti. Um, I listen to their music. I don't, I can't really say I have a preference, you know. The more different types of music that I'm exposed to, the more I find that I actually like, that I used to be sort of close-minded to, um, sort of just growing up for my own reasons, none other, you know, really than myself. Um, so I'd have to say open and totally both. Excellent. Um, excellent. Like, mm-hmm. like when you were a kid, like, did you, um, like, what what was the technology used as a child? Like, did you ever, like, make tapes? Did you copy tapes? Did you be the type of person who was, like, the first person to burn a CD? Like, what was your experience with physical media? Oh, as a child? No, I can't say I was probably the first to do much back then. Um, I would burn CDs. That's kind of more recent, actually. I used to burn CDs, but once I got my iPod, I stopped burning CDs. But definitely tapes. That's all I remember is is tapes and 
rewind and the buttons on the radio and I don't even I don't even think I don't have a radio in my house besides the alarm clock, the radio that's attached to the alarm clock. But that's all I remember is CDs. Um I'm sorry, not CDs, but the tapes. It's like such I mean, so much has evolved that we've came from a world where it was one way media, the television telling us everything with no way to talk back, same thing with the radio just replace with the internet where like the one way devices just seem to be just disappearing from our society. Mm-hmm. And it's just I just think it's amazing. Yeah, so so to tell you like Robert, what do you what do you do professionally and like how and what role does the music that you've listened to just have in your life? Oh, okay. Oh well I own and operate uh, operate two businesses. I help people with credit. So any type of issues that people like folks are having with their credit and also help people save money on their residential bills that they pay on a monthly basis and I help build teams of individuals who are looking to help people um, save money and make money. So I have an answer for everyone and I absolutely love, love what I do. And like I said earlier, as far as the music is concerned and, and what I do professionally, definitely jazz music helps me to re- unwind and Relax, and I'm always listening to it really late at night because I tend to be up to three hours in the morning. So it's nice to have mellow music playing in the background while, you know, my brain digests everything that happened throughout the day and also I can uh, take into some new direction and see where, you know, the next stages of my business and, and my life ultimately are going to be. Any, any final thoughts on on what you, how you feel the relationship with between parents and children comes and in in the way that music is shared between parents and children and whether things should be censored or blocked or just just freely just shared with each other um, I think to a certain extent absolutely things should be blocked you know children are very it's easy to impress them, and you don't want to give them any type of wrong ideas from early on in their life. As they grow up, by all means, you know, they they become adults, and they're able to make their own decisions. But you you want to give them and expose them to as much music as possible, just keeping it appropriate for their age. Because, I mean, the music is out there, and the parents could, you know, decide that they want to censor their child as much as they want. But let's be honest, once that child gets out and goes to school, they're around their friends more so than they are their parents. So as much as you try to hide from your child, there's only but so much that you can try that you can do that. So you kind of want to give them the best of both worlds, exposing them to things that are appropriate and any type of, you know, exposure that they get that are outside of, that's outside of their realm or outside of what the parent is teaching them, you'd still want to have dialogue with that child and let them know, you know, what that form of music is expressing. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever that looks like, I just think, you know, communication is definitely should be should be open. And I also think it's important that as a young child that they're exposed to different types of music early on because it makes them, you know, more open to different cultures, different expressions, different different people in the world. So be the, 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 all right, the time, the time we've got our next guest going. Thank you so okay. much for joining us today. Sure. Thank you for having me. Thank, thank you. you. I'm, 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 all right, all right. Thank you. And um, 
from Jay and I, thank you once again, and you have an excellent day today. Thank you. All right, we've got our next guest. Are you ready, Jay? I am ready. I'm this is excellent. Joe, are you there? I'm here. Yes, I'm huh? here. Excellent. Welcome. It's Ian in New York. It's Jay in California. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Excellent. Yeah, so, yeah, so Joe, I'd love to hear about your musical background and really about it. The, what was it as a child that you listened to and, and who shared music with you that's made you the person that you are today? <laughs> well, when it comes to my childhood and music, I would say it was very, very diverse. Um, my background is that I'm a child of uh, Liberian immigrants. And so basically I had um, the exposure of a lot of South African mu- uh, music, uh, which was really big in Africa, um, the Marion Makibas of the world, and you not to tell us, um, a lot of exposure to reggae, Bob Marley, and things of that nature. And then over to the U.S. where we had the exposure of the Whitney Houston's, uh, Michael Jackson was a big, big uh, hit uh, during my childhood. And then, of course, this was the fighting period of hip-hop, um, where uh, basically hip-hop started to peak um, about 86, 87, um, things of that nature. And, and, and that was where I started to find my own niche and trying to follow uh, or actually rebel against what was being played in my household. Um, and start to follow, you know, my own sound. And I was basically attracted to hip-hop music, which is what I do today. Well, well so tell me a little bit about the music that that's in your life today and how, that, how the things that you were rooted in, like, have led you to it. Yeah, I think sometimes having that exposure and that, uh, that, that diversity um, with the sound kind of makes a person, you know, musically well-rounded. Um, I listen to everything, like I said, from reggae to uh, uh, Afrobeat to uh, uh, country music, actually. Uh, my mother was a big Kenny, Kenny Rogers fan. And so um, with that being being said, when I decided to explore uh, on the hip-hop side, you know, I, I look for different sounds. Um, I write to a lot of different tunes. Um and uh, it doesn't matter. Basically, um, at this point, what I do is I do a lot of writing and recording, um, and I and I sell a lot of songs also um, out here in um, Atlanta and in Minneapolis. And so, basically, um, I would say it has a lot to do with, with with just being exposed as a child. But it has to be, I would say, positive music also, um, because you don't want uh, that kid having the seeds of, of, of a lot of negativity and then growing up because that's what they're going to express. So I would say um, there's been a lot of positive music around me, t- despite the fact that it was varying sounds. Excellent. Um, jo- um, Jay, do you have any questions for Joe? Well, I want to know, are you musically inclined? Do you play any instrument? No, no, I don't play at all. I just write just write and record, um, but I don't play, uh, unfortunately. I wish I had the time to. I had, which I took the time to, to play instruments, um, but everything was just by ear. I was just basically attracted to a lot of hip hop beats, you know, a lot of drums, um, and from Afro rhythms and things of that nature. So once it gets my head moving, I can put words to it, you know. And that was basically my gift, as opposed to actually playing the instrument. You know, I do appreciate every type of sound that comes out. 
That's wonderful. And well, how long have you been putting words to music? How long have you been doing it? Uh, since a kid. Um, been doing it. I think I wrote my first rhyme back in 86. Uh, <laughs> I mean, just since a kid, I've always been, you know, just trying to be a part of the art form. Um, whether I call myself, you know, being a young poet or whatever the case, I did it as a hobby forever until I, you know, I had the opportunity to try to do it professionally. I've always, um, I've always been, and even if I didn't uh, get paid to do it, I would always do it because it was just something that I, that I love to do, which is, um, try to make, uh, 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 creative, um, make something out of nothing, basically taking a blank page, which is what I call a track, and then, you know, giving life to it in terms of vocals or lyrics. And I know that were your parents influential in what you do with it? Did you have supportive parents? Yeah, definitely. Um, they were. I mean, initially, uh, it was kind of a struggle because at that time, um, the dumb hip hop was almost as rebellious music. Um, it wasn't what they were used to hearing. Um, you know, they were used to hearing the sweet sounds. You know, the R&B and things of that nature were okay. We used to hear some, some reggae and, 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 and talking about struggle. You know, that was the, the part that they were going in terms of rebellion. Hip-hop was a, a very new sound. You know, it was it was explosive. All the kids used to take into it. And they kind of equated it to um, sort of uh, a, a wayward music, as, as they would call it, you know, it's, you know, is that 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 would 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 get involved with that would would either not have the focus that they need, you know, to achieve. They would, you know, more be street kids as as opposed to anything else, which just the interpretation of the art form. But you know, later on, it, it kind of grew on them, and they saw how you know it started to expand and. And, and, and grow, and I, I would hide it from them early on, you know, with doing my friends on the block and things of that nature, and then later on, when they saw, you know, the creativity involved, and they came to one or two school talent shows and, and heard, you know, the teachers talking about, you know, how expressive I was, and all of a sudden, it was something that was accepted, it was something that was promoted, and which is important, I mean, parents have to be involved, you know, uh, with the kids that, that, that embrace whatever art form, you know, um, just to show that 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 support, you know, it goes a long way in, in terms of the kids' interest and in terms of the kids peaking at the art form. So I would say, yeah, there was some support, but it was a, a struggle initially. Excellent. Um, we're running out of time, Joe. I'd like to know um, in the final few minutes um, your final thoughts about the relationships between parents and children in terms of music and. Your thoughts of exposing or even censoring children from listening to different things that they find online or on TV or on the radio? Oh, I think it's very important. I think uh, any art form is very important, but music is just one of the biggest. And I would say exposing kids um, to that art form, whether they're playing instruments, whether they're writing, whether you know they just have an affinity to listen, it's something that's that that's very powerful because music music is a, just a different form of, of of communication and expression, and it helps a person become well-rounded, I believe, in their thought process. Because I I feel like the arts make a person well-rounded, and music is just you know another form of the arts. And I feel like a supportive parent, you know, uh, would definitely make the, the the child bud at whatever avenue they take when it comes to, to the music art form. 
Um, when it comes to censoring, I would, I'm also a very big fan of, of censoring the type of music the kids listen to because nowadays, um, just how we have, you know, uh, we would say freedom of speech, but not every not every child is 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 is, is should be exposed to certain things because, like I said, they're children, so certain things should have certain boundaries, and that's the parents' responsibility to make sure that those boundaries are followed or those boundaries are set, and 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 for those kids to have their limits to what they can do with the art form. Um, once they monitor it, then it makes it even positive for all over because in the kids would have to see soon that, you know, music is a great thing, but it's such a great thing as father's music, and so when they get involved, whether they, they choose to express or to listen, you know, it has a long-term, a long-term positive uh, attribute to it, a long-term positive, it's a long-term positive investment, you know, because it's a generational thing. Um, a parent could be from a different culture and listen to something completely different, and then the child, because they were not censored as children or not censored, when the opportunity was there, um, they, you know, end up growing up and just, you know, either performing the wrong music or exposing the wrong music to other children, and it can become a problem down the line. So I believe, you know, the parents' input is definitely a, a, a crucial part of the child um, developing into, you know, whatever they choose to do musically. But um, censorship is 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 is, 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 is something that is definitely necessary. Thank well, Joe. Thank you very much for joining us, and you've, you've shared a lot of insight in your musical background, and and definitely your thoughts on parenting. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you guys for having me. Thank you. You have a great day. You too. Thank you. And Jay, today's show of having amazing guests is continuing. Let's bring on the next one. Hi, are you there with us? Hello. Or, wait. This is Mary Ellen. Hey, Mary Ellen. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Hey, you here in New York? I'm great. I'm, I'm great. And I, I see that you've been listening for a little bit. I'd love to hear about your thoughts of, of how, of exposing children to music and, and where, and your opinions on it and your experiences. Sure. So, um, where would you like me to start with my own exposure or with my uh you know my experience with my own kids or what yeah i I'd love yeah why don't we start with your experience with your own kids and and we can work our way into your background from there okay, great, so I have four children, and um the youngest one now is uh is twenty and a half so um you know this is going back some time um thinking back on how we all got started and how it was, you know, as the kids were growing up. But I can say that, um, you know, for at least three of the four children, um, you know, growing up music was a really fundamental part of their existence, and they, they took it on their own. You know, they each had their own expression, uh, their choice of music, their way to act it out. My oldest son um, became fascinated with uh, everything from classical music to tap, and um, he took on tapping um, as a young kid, like nine or ten years old. And um, you know, they—I would say that their their taste was pretty wide uh, in music, and probably because that's um, that's how they were exposed, you know, from their father and myself to. Um, everything from musicals to, you know, listening to jazz all the time at home, um, you know, all kinds of um, all kinds of ethnic music. So they, they have a pretty wide taste, and each of them seem to have settled into a niche. 
and um, I would say that their expression, um, their musical expression is something that um, has never wavered, you know, for whatever they've been through in their lives, and each of them have gone through their own, you know, issues and, and growth experiences, but the music has been the constant, you know, for at least three of the four of them. Excellent, Adam. And what was your background in music? Um, well, I um, I started uh, being real interested in, in classical piano when I was four years old and um, started kind of really pestering my mom to um, to teach me how to play. She, she played a little bit of, of piano. And um, from that point on, she realized that, um, you know, I just, the thirst that I had just wouldn't be... Um, wouldn't be put to the side, so she got me a teacher, and um, I I took lessons from four until seventeen, and um, you know, but it was also um, I also had a, a big interest in uh, in dance, in um, in uh, show music and jazz, and you know, pretty wide variety of music myself, and um, uh, my mom was um, of Mediterranean background, so we had. Um, we always had opera in the house, so um, it was kind of a kind of a wide range of of exposure, I would say. And I think that um, you know the, it carried forward with my kids, and you know their their interests are very diverse right now in terms of what they listen to. My my um, oldest son is a um, he's a banker by day, and in the evening he um, he makes um, hip hop beats, and um, you know is very involved with a, uh, a bunch of different artists and. You know his music is widely recorded, and um, you know it's just that's his that's how his expression went. You know, and uh, my daughter loves indie music. You know, she just um, is always, you know, turning me on to a new a new artist that she discovered, and you know, sharing that with me. And um, my youngest, my youngest son is um, is also in, involved in the hip hop hip hop, um, but likes um, oldies as well. You know, really. Um, always making me different mixes and stuff like that for, um, you know, as a gift. So, um, yeah, it's been something that we've really shared, and it's kept us close, I think. Excellent. And, Jay, do you have any questions? Yes, Mary, Mary, um, Mary, I just wanted to ask you, um, did you share any events with your kids, like such as movies or spoken word or going to the orchestra or taking them to any type of musical event? Oh, all the time. Absolutely. Um, we always were attending neighborhood um, theater, you know, local community theater uh, productions um, from the time they were maybe, you know, 18 months, two years old, um, taking them to those and uh, you know, recording the music and singing it with them and, you know, playing it on the piano. And so that was definitely um, took them to the ballet, took them to the opera, um, you know, just really had them exposed to um, as much as possible. And I very clearly remember going to um, Disney World with the kids when they were little and we had um, we had met someone that was, was having um, a dinner in uh, one of the hotels that featured some Dixieland music, and I just remember my son sitting there. He was probably three years old, 
three and a half years old, uh, glued to the to the stage, you know, listening to the music and um, and you know, other times I would find him, you know, watching uh, a television. He could sit and watch for an hour, you know, listen to Yo Yo Ma playing solo cello, and um, be fascinated by that. So, um, yeah, I think you know the exposure is really the key. Excellent. So do you have any final thoughts on really the state of music when it comes to the role of the parent and where it and, and where it stands in terms of exposing children to music? Well what I I think if we if we really look at it in a holistic way, um it takes something for a parent or for anyone to kind of pull themselves away from the um, the canned entertainment, you know, that there is or the very individualistic, um, you know, relationship that we have now with uh, even, you know, watching a movie on our on our laptop. You know, it's a very, that's a one, one-to-one kind of um, uh, entertainment. And to take take ourselves away from that and arrange something that has us share those kinds of moments with our children um, in a live environment, particularly. I think it's so impactful, and um, and I think that's you know that's what I I would say that it's been some of the richest experience that I've had with my children is those you know sharing those live moments, any kind of live theater or live music or whatever. And um, I think it's something that um, I invite all parents to to indulge in and to enjoy um because it's you know it's we can't we can't imagine what'll come out of that in the future as our kids grow it's um something that really keeps us connected well jay do you have any final questions yeah, i'd just like to ask like um you would mention that one of your, your older son is a is a is in production and so did you um were you very supportive of him um, being a producer or being in production, and how did he, how did he become uh, this producer or this production stuff that he was doing? Did you um, support a lot of that? You know, I can't say that I supported it very directly. Um, it was such a passion of his. It is such a passion of his, and it has been since he's, I don't know, maybe 13, 14 years old, um, and he's... 27 now um it's been such a passion for him that it just couldn't be held down actually um you know he saved his money he bought all the equipment himself um i can't say that i really facilitated it uh, except at the moment um you know, he he lives with us and you know we enable him to have people over and you know helped him to set up some kind of a, a recording area uh for the artist but um that's you know that's a pretty recent um support i would say that it was such a passion it just couldn't be held down no matter what and i i wouldn't say that i discouraged it but you know he had all the all the inspiration on his own i have to say how are the other kids how how are the other kids um are they proud or are they doing the same thing the other children are they growing in that aspect of they're doing um are they playing instruments or are they doing anything like that or um, no, actually no one, uh, my oldest son that, that does the recording, he does play a guitar and, you know, he's 
got some facility with the keyboard, obviously, to create um, what he creates, but, you know, we wouldn't call him uh, a performing artist in any way, and none of them are. Um, but they're real, you know, my, my youngest son is very proud of his of his brother and um, gets involved in a peripheral way with the, um, you know, the marketing of any... Um, you know any CDs or anything that's coming out from these artists he gets involved with his brother in that and um you know really as his his involvement has come from you know the business side and the marketing side um and uh his sisters are you know both of them are really proud of what he's doing um you know and they don't have any direct involvement uh, that's you know that hasn't been their choice well that's wonderful you seem to have a great musical health as we say on our show you have a musical health of an A plus, and, and all your kids are healthy musician, musical lovers, and that's wonderful. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Thanks for joining us today, Mary Ellen. Thank you. Okay, bye bye. Thank you. You have an excellent day and an excellent weekend. Thank you, and you too. Thank you. Thank you. And Jay, what a great show it has been. I mean, we had three wonderful guests today with different places in life. I mean, wasn't it a great show today, Jay? It was a wonderful show today, and, I mean, I'd like to thank uh, everybody on our show. Um, the first guest um, was wonderful, Lata, and and Joe, and Mary Ellen. They were great, and I, I think we had a great show today. Yeah. We had a lot of information, good information, too, good source of information. Absolutely. So, you know what, Jay? I have one more question for you. What is your birthday? No. What is your treasure? Oh, today, my treasure is we, you know, I woke up today feeling great about our show, Parents, Kids, and Music, and I'm just happy that we get to, every week we get to touch people with our show and they get to touch us. And that's my treasure today. Uh, Parents, Kids, and Music is my treasure. Thank you, Jay. My treasure, oh, wait, you know, you didn't ask me, but I'm going to say it anyway. My treasure is that it's my health. I've been sick I mean, since last Saturday during the freak oh. snowstorm in New York. I spent a few days in bed, and it's the sun's out. It's Friday. It's the weekend. And even though I just coughed two seconds ago, I am feeling a lot better and a lot healthier of a lot of fun things to look forward to. And, you know, one of the things I'm looking forward to, Jay, is next week's show. Do you know what it is? Um, could you give me a hint? I'll Let's give see. you a hint. It's not It's, it's the, not the day that Rebecca Black sings about. It's the day before. Oh, Wednesday. No, Thursday. It's Thursday. Next Thursday is going to be our next Parents Kids Music Show. I hope you all join us. It's going to be same time, 3 p.m. on the East Coast. It's going to be 12 noon on the West Coast. And I'm going to welcome Jay Logan one more time to say thank you, Jay. What a great show it's been today. Wonderful show. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. All right. Looking forward to next week, everyone. Thank you, everyone, and you have an excellent weekend.